Hello, and welcome to Pause Pop, Positively Pop Culture, where we talk about the things we love enthusiastically and without guilt. I'm Carrie Gessner. And I'm Kate B. Taylor. Today, I'm very excited because we're <laughs> discussing the Disney Plus series Ms. Marvel and the Netflix series Emily in Paris. But as we're recording this, the 2022 Emmy nominations just came out. So we're also going to talk briefly about that, but it's mostly going to be KW. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, it's Ms. Marvel, which we were supposed to cover a few weeks back, but we got a little bit backlogged with some other stuff. But do you think Ms. Marvel is Emmy worthy now that you've seen it? Yes. Yes? Yes, I do. Cool. I don't think superhero stuff gets nominated that much, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it does either. But yeah, tell us about Ms. Marvel. Okay. Well... This is a Disney Plus show, like, and it follows Kamala Khan, who's 16 years old, and she lives in New Jersey, and she's just really into the adventures, <laughs> particularly Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, <laughs> to the point where she has, like, all of these posters and stuff on her wall. It's very cute. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Kamala is played by Iman Vellani, and she's amazing. She's very charming, and I just I thought she was very well cast. She has two best friends, Bruno, played by Matt Lintz, and Nakia, played by Yasmin Fletcher. And Bruno's kind of a genius. He He's really into science and chemistry, and Nakia is very active in politics and things and she's running for i think the board at her mosque so she's really into like positive change and stuff like that so kamala i keep getting a little bit confused because it's kamala but our vice president is no (laughs) i keep getting confused wait our vice president is kamala yes but this is kamala Okay. Kamala, but it's spelled yeah. the same. It's spelled the same. So yes. Okay. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> I'm probably going to say it wrong. Okay. So she and Bruno want to go to this Avengers con nearby. And Kamala's parents don't let her go because her mom says if she wants to go, then she has to let her mom and dad come with her. And she's just like, no, I don't want to do that. I'm 16. Like, I want to be independent and I'm not going to wear this silly Hulk costume that you made for me. I want to be Ms. Marvel. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. Or I want to be Captain Marvel. And so she and Bruno sneak out and they go. And right before that, um, her grandma in Pakistan sends them a box of like family heirlooms and like pictures and stuff. Mm -hmm. And in there is a bangle. So she's like, oh, this is really cool. So she's in a Captain Marvel costume and she's going to wear the bangle as like her personal flair and style. And she's going to enter the Captain Marvel costume contest at this Avengers con. Mm -hmm. So they go and there's some hijinks as they have to sneak out and get to this con. She takes part in the costume contest. And as she is doing so, the bangle kind of like activates oh and she starts to get these powers and she's just like what is going on and she ends up like losing control of them because they're very new 
and she knocks some stuff over and like has to save someone. So this is like a big awakening for her. She's like, what is happening? (laughs) Where did this bangle come from? Why, why has it given me powers? So she, I mean, it's a very much an origin story, Mm -hmm. which I think I always think is, is interesting. I know we've got a ton of them by, by now, (laughs) but especially with a character like Ms. Marvel, who I don't want to say she's less popular, but she's less known. I think unless you're a big comic book reader, mm-hmm. I think it's smart to do an origin story because, you know, it's not like Batman. We all know what happened yeah. to Batman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's six episodes. They're like 45 minutes. It just ended last week and I just watched the last one this morning and it's just really good. It's really charming and everyone loves each other and I love all the characters and they're supportive of each other. And basically Kamala starts to become a vigilante and she's, she wants to like figure out her powers and Bruno is helping her and they're doing like DNA tests on her because Bruno's a genius. It's <laughs> 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 like, let's look into your genome <laughs> and, and see what's going on. Cool. So she, Starts to sort of become a vigilante and the the neighborhood is a little bit torn. They're like, who is this new person? Some people really like her. Some people are like, oh, she's causing trouble because, you know, she's starting out. So she's not a great superhero yet. (laughs) (laughs) And then there is a storyline with a government department called Damage Control. And they kind of crack down on this new vigilante who the community is calling nightlight and <laughs> Kamala's just like, I hate that. <laughs> Can't be my name. <laughs> so they kind of crack down on nightlight and, and they're trying to find her. I think damage control has shown up in other Marvel properties, but I, I don't know if they've been portrayed as like good or bad. They're technically supposed to like clean up things, mm-hmm. but in this, they are very antagonistic and they're just like, they don't like that like a teenager has powers and they're trying to like capture her so they are do not seem like good guys to me (laughs) (laughs) and then there's sort of a storyline where there's a new kid in her school named Kamran. he's played by rish shaw and kamala meets his mom najma played by nimra buha and najma turns out to be something called a clandestine which they explain as a djinn oh and she's got a group of other clandestines with her and they are from like an alternate dimension where they can control this thing called nor and that is where kamala's powers come from because her great grandma was a clandestine oh okay yeah so she learns like all this backstory and Najma and the other clandestines are like, you need to help send us home because you, you're the only one who could do it because you have the bangle and the power. But like st- things start to get weird. And it's like, I don't know if you're as nice as you're portraying yourself to be and stuff like that. Kamala has to navigate that. So there are a lot of matrilineal relationships here. You have Kamala, who is sort of in conflict with her mom, Muniba played by Zenobia Shroff. 
because you know she's turning 16 and her mom doesn't really isn't ready to let her be independent and muniba has has conflict with her mom sana played by samina ahmed just because like some stuff in their childhood there's just some tension there and you're not really quite sure why Mm -hmm. and then sana has all this unprocessed trauma because her mom aisha was the clandestine and she like sort of disappeared when sana was very very young and we do find out what happened to her but i really appreciated all of that storytelling because i think it is i think it says something interesting about like intergenerational trauma Mm -hmm. and why you have to lean on each other as a family and like talk about things and talk through things and you know the arc is by the end everyone is happy and and they (laughs) know why their mom or their daughter is like how they are and you know they accept each other for how they are and it's just really cute and really touching and i am gonna spoil a little bit just because i think it's important but okay by the end kamala's family knows that she's got powers and they know that she's a superhero and like everyone is so supportive (laughs) and it's just really touching and there's this like big fight scene at the end where the Damage control agents are holding the community members back, but the community members are like really, I don't want to spoil too much, but they are super supportive of Kamala. And it's just really, really nice to see. And Kamala's family is rounded out by her her dad, Yusuf, who's played by Mohan Kapoor, and her older brother, Amir, who's played by Sagar Sheikh. And... yeah it's just like a family story and her friends are really nice and i keep saying supportive but that is the appropriate (laughs) word no so it was just really nice to see everyone like come together and figure stuff out figure out these problems and figure out how they're gonna get rid of damage control and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i had a lot of fun it's very funny the relationships are at the heart of it which i think is always a good choice (laughs) I feel like I personally get more attached to characters than I do to plot lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the fact that you've got sort of a family and a family of friends, too, at the heart of this story, mm-hmm. even though it's Kamala's story, just really, really worked for me. And I thought it was great. And the last thing I want to mention is it's created by Bishka K. Ali. Mm-hmm. And I think she did some writing for it, too. But the character... I will also say is in comics is written by and created by G Willow Wilson. So great. I want to get that in there, but yeah, I think you would like it mm-hmm. if you liked Hawkeye. Yes. I liked Hawkeye quite a lot. Yes. I think this has a lot in common with that. Cool. But with its own flavor as well. Cool. I had read a little teeny weeny bit of the comic when it first came out and mm-hmm. I kind of studied, I haven't read real Captain Marvel comics, but obviously saw the movie, which I really liked a lot, and had done a little bit of research on the whole Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel history and connectivity and stuff. Yeah. And if you, if people liked Captain Marvel, even just as the movie, um, I think you would be looking forward to this too. Yeah, I think so. There yeah. is a an end credit scene in the last episode that hints at the upcoming Marvel's film with 
Kamala and Captain Marvel together. Cool. So, oh, nice. Yeah, that's great. Awesome. Well, I will definitely get to that, especially okay. after I finish Moon Knight. Yes, I think I watch this week to week, but I think it it would be good to watch relatively quickly. Okay. So cool. anyway, cool. <laughs> You have been watching something very, very different. Yes. And I would like you to tell me about it because I don't know anything really. (laughs) Okay. I don't even remember why I started watching this. I think I was in between some stuff and I wanted something goofy and very, very low stakes and with some nice scenery in it and... Like, I've been, you know, that I've been working on my French, so I was like, Mm -hmm. well, I might like to watch something that would help reinforce that, but not make me work too hard. (laughs) So I started watching Emily in Paris, which is on Netflix, and this is a comedy, mostly. There's a little bit of drama, but I mean, it's not very dramatic. It's mostly a comedy. (laughs) Okay. And it was created by Darren Starr, who worked on Beverly Hills 90210, Melrose Place, Sex and the City, and Younger. So that's like romantic comedy, soapy things are kind of his deal. Okay. So it stars Lily Collins as Emily. And basically, Emily works at a marketing firm in Chicago. And her company is buying a marketing firm in France. So her boss, Madeline, who's played by Kate Walsh, who speaks French and is a big Francophile and stuff, was going to go be the liaison in Paris with this new company. But then she finds out she's pregnant and she decides, oh, I don't know if I can commit to living in Paris for a year when I've got this big life change. Mm -hmm. So she sends Emily, because Emily's like, Emily's late 20s, but she's very smart. She's very stylish. Um, She's got a master's degree. She's, you know, very accomplished for such a young age. But she also does not speak any French. So, but she's really like, she's on the account. So she's the best choice to go. And so she goes and she immediately has a lot of culture clash and a lot of feeling like, you know, she's a total fish out of water. And all the people at the French marketing firm are kind of not excited about having this (laughs) young, non-French speaking person at the firm. And they let her know that. Oh. So some of her coworkers, Sylvie is the boss at the company is called Savoir. And Sylvie is played by Philippine Leroy Bulot. And uh, she is r- real nasty to Emily. <laughs> and Emily is kind of constantly trying to impress Sylvie and smooth things over. And Emily also just kind of acts like Sylvie is not behaving as rudely and meanly at her as she is, which I've got to kind of admire that she doesn't let any of the sort of low key bullying get her down. And I wish I was in the past able to do that with former bosses and coworkers. (laughs) Me too. Yeah. I mean, I think it does bother her, but she's just like determined and she's she's there and Sylvie doesn't have total supervisory power over her. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, well, you're kind of my boss, but really I'm working for this other company. So it's like, you know. Yeah. And she meets this girl named Mindy Chen, played by Ashley Park. And Mindy is Chinese and Korean, but she's working as a nanny in 
Paris, but she also had lived in the US for a little bit. So she speaks English. And so she, Emily has this like friend who can speak English with her. And so that's really nice. And Ashley mm-hmm. or uh, Mindy is a uh, aspiring singer, and she's really good at that. Um, so there's some neat scenes of Mindy singing with her band. Okay. And Emily also meets Gabriel, who is her downstairs neighbor. He's played by Lucas Bravo. And he is a chef at a restaurant called Chez Laveau. But Emily really connects with him and he's super handsome and she's kind of like, ooh, this is cool. Until <laughs> Emily also meets this girl, Camille, played by Camille Rizat. And Emily thinks, oh, now I have another new friend. But Camille turns out to be Gabrielle's girlfriend. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so there's like a little love triangle there. <laughs> yeah, there's some other... She's got these two co-workers, Julianne and Luke. Julianne is Samuel Ar- Arnold and Luke is Bruno Goulet. And they are her quirky co-workers. And they kind of are a little comedy team, basically. And Emily's kind of work friends, although they're a little bit snippy with her at times, too. <laughs> and basically, every episode is just kind of like her muddling through Parisian life. She becomes kind of a little bit of an Instagram influencer, because for some reason, her Instagram account of detailing her time in Paris gets a little bit of popularity. And mm. I think Sylvie resents that. Um, and there's also a lot of drama with Gabrielle and Camille. And when Emily first goes to Paris, she leaves a boyfriend back in Chicago. And he almost immediately like in the second episode breaks up with her because he can't handle the distance. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she doesn't seem too upset about it. Like that was a little (laughs) like they're supposedly have been together for a while. And but I mean, he has a point of like, you didn't even really consult me on this. And you just decided to go and like, it's not like it's, you know, right next door, you're not in the same country. It's kind of a pain to try to go see you. Mm hmm. So he has a point there. And a lot of it, too, is Emily trying to learn French and trying to do interesting marketing things with different companies. Um, And there's a lot of silly clients they have who are very demanding. So it has a lot in common with the original Sex and the City in some ways, but it is kind of its own thing. I will say this is extremely critically panned. Like, this does not, it's got a 63% Rotten Tomatoes rating. It has been nominated for some awards, but I don't think anyone is really watching this for deep thoughts or incredible edification <laughs> of anything. It's it's a fun little travelogue. They also go to other places in France. At times, they go to Saint-Tropez, they go to Normandy, they go to different little areas and stuff. And so some of that's okay. neat. And if you want to see people eating good food and drinking wine and singing French songs and just being kind of, I don't know, <laughs> mean to each other, but it's not that mean-spirited. It's okay. I do think Sylvie slowly is trying to warm up to Emily, but she also can't like relinquish her authority. It's really a tough relationship. Hmm. And Emily has to kind of learn a lot of elements of French culture, like starting your work day at 10am instead of 8am and taking long lunches and not being legally allowed to do work on the weekends. Oh, yeah. And some of that stuff is really true. Yeah, I actually just heard a an NPR podcast recently about French lunch being like you're not legally allowed to eat lunch at your desk in France. Oh. 
due to industrial revolution laws that then never got changed. And then they were sort of like re-adhered to during COVID. And they were interviewing this woman who's a professor in Paris who she'll like secretly eat lunch at her desk because that's what she's used to and she wants to get things done. But she's occasionally tried to take the hour and a half French lunch and actually get out of her building. And Mm -hmm. people are encouraged not to talk about work at lunch and to actually go to a cafe and stuff. And nice. You know, some of that stuff sounds amazing. So, yeah. And, like, there's just enough French language spoken that that little, like, language learning thing is being challenged. And it's very, it's very cute. It's, like I said, low stakes. There are, like, kind of season-long arcs and stuff here and there. But, you know, it's a little bit episodic. And Mm -hmm. it also just kind of shows some of the ridiculousness of advertising, marketing, PR, stuff being very like arbitrary and trying to think about what customers want is silly and like I don't know like working in a job that seems like it shouldn't even exist is sort of interesting too <laughs> like I don't know but just the different ways that french versus american marketers would try to sell a product are very distinct and the things that they would find appealing as a customer are very different so hmm. yeah it's not trying to say anything super weighty. Emily as a character is a little bit of a cipher and just seems kind of like naive. But she also is shown to be good at her job in places. So you do know she's a competent person. Okay. And she's not as sort of, I don't know. I remember in early seasons of Sex and the City that Carrie seemed like she could barely function. And that's not true <laughs> of Emily. But Emily is still a little bit more naive and just you know, tries really hard to be earnest and always do the right thing, even though she often fails. So, yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Yeah. Sometimes all you need is cute and fun. Yeah. And entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's a little bit. There's moments of edginess. It's not for, it's not for young children or anything. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A little saucy. But yeah, I would say the, the, like, most controversial is that it gets a little saucy. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Well, good to know. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to put it on my list. I don't know if you would like it, honestly. <laughs> but I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah. But I don't think, well, it did get nominated for a couple of Emmys for like yeah. visuals or something, but I don't think it's going to get nominated for like best comedy series anytime soon. <laughs> and that's okay. That's okay. But yeah, let's talk about the the Emmy noms because they just came out and you're super into them. Give me your thoughts. I mean, sometimes I am. Yeah, I I don't usually watch the Emmys anymore, but I certainly do watch more TV than movies, even though I really love film. But it's just kind of interesting to see what's getting traction. Mm -hmm. So with the drama series nominations, we've got Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, and Yellow Jackets. And we've seen a few of those. Yellow Jackets, yeah. Yellow Jackets. <laughs> Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I've seen Severance and... I've seen the last episode of Severance, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've seen a lot of Better Call Saul, not all of it. Mm-hmm. And I've never seen Euphoria at all. I watched part of season one of Ozark and found it so bleak that I had to stop. (laughs) That's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. And I have not seen Squid Game, not because I don't think it's probably very good, but it just seems a little too 
violent for me. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So of those, yeah, what what would you root for to win, even if you don't think it's logical that it would win? Yeah, well, this isn't very fair because I've only seen two of those. That's okay. So, I mean, I would pick Yellow Jackets because uh, it had me gripped. Yeah. And I thought it was just really interesting and horrifying and cool. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would pick that one. But I don't think yeah. it's going to win. Yeah, probably not. I like that it's nominated. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to win. What about, what do you think? Um, what I think will win is probably Succession. What I want to win is Severance. Okay. Yeah. I think Severance is a more visually interesting show. It's a more interesting premise. Succession has those amazing performances, though, and I think people really like that. So yeah, we'll see. I think I think if any of those that we mentioned win, I will be happy. Okay. I think I would be kind of annoyed if Euphoria or Ozark won, to be honest. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> For comedy series, it's Abbott Elementary, Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and What We Do in the Shadows. So what's your pick there? Okay. I have seen more of these, mm-hmm. which is good. <laughs> but, oh, man, I think I would, yeah, there are a lot I like. I really like Abbott Elementary. I really like Only Murders in the Building. Mm-hmm. I really like What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. Ted Lasso is very good. I think I'm going to have to go with Abbott Elementary. Okay. Because, I don't know, I just like the cast so much, and it's funny and wholesome, and... I just think it's really good. Good. But what about you? I could see that winning for sure. I think it's kind of between that and Barry this year. Okay. And Barry is very good and it's funny, but I I think it might not win because it's so dark. Mm -hmm. But I personally, and even though I really like Barry, I would wish that Hacks or Only Murders in the Building or What We Do in the Shadows would win. Any of those three would make me happy. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is amazing, but I actually don't think this past season was the best one. Mm -hmm. I think it was very good, but it kind of, there were moments where it felt padded and drifty. And so I don't think it's probably going to win. Hacks, though, man, Hacks season one was like some great, great television, so... That would be neat. But I could see Only Murders surprising everyone and winning. And that would be great. Yeah, I could see that too. Any of these would make me happy, even Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I haven't seen the last season of. So I would be happy with any of those. Cool. Maybe let's just do our lead actors and actresses and then see what happens. Um, The lead actors in drama are Jason Bateman in Ozark, Brian Cox in Succession, Lee Jung Jae in Squid Game, Bob Odenkirk in Better Call Saul, Adam Scott in Severance, and Jeremy Strong in Succession. <laughs> okay. Any thoughts? My thoughts are I've only seen one of these, and I've only mm-hmm. seen one episode, so I'm just going to go with <laughs> Adam Scott <laughs> for Severance. <laughs> I'll just stick with that, too. I do think Bob Odenkirk has a really good shot for Better Call Saul, okay. but I actually think Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong might cancel each other out for Succession. Hmm. But then on on the other hand, it's Jason Bateman's last chance to win for Ozark. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't we'll see. We will see. Know. For Outstanding Lead Actress in Drama, Jodie Comer for Killing Eve, Laura Linney for Ozark, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, Sandra Oh for Killing Eve, Reese Witherspoon for The Morning Show, and Zendaya for Euphoria. 
This one's really hard because I think they're all really great. Yeah. And I haven't seen all the shows, but I know that, that they are great. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Jodie Comer just because she had such a range in Killing Eve. Like mm-hmm. her accents and her mannerisms and all of that. I thought she really embodied the character. So that's what I'm going to go with. I'm fine with that. I'd also really love Melanie Linsky from mm-hmm. Yellow Jackets. I'm, I did watch the morning show and I'm bummed out that Jennifer Aniston wasn't nominated. Okay. Instead of Reese Witherspoon, I actually think Jennifer did a better job in the last season. Wow. But okay. I don't know. I think they probably, yeah, she's probably not going to get it because of that. And then I, I only worry that Jody and Sandra might cancel each other out. Because mm-hmm. to be clear, Sandra was also amazing in Killing Eve. Yes, so. yes. So we'll see. I'd be pretty okay with any of them. And okay. if Zendaya wins, I'll just pretend it's for Spider-Man instead of Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> for for lead actress in comedy, it's Rachel Brosnahan in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, Kaylee Cuoco for The Flight Attendant, Elle Fanning for The Great, Issa Rae for Insecure, or Jean Smart for Hacks. Yeah, this one is hard. Because again, they're all very good. I, I would love to see Quinta Brunson win mm-hmm. for Abbott Elementary because I love her character. And I think it's great that she came up with like, a show and writes it as well. Mm-hmm. So I love that. But also, I would be really happy if Jean Smart won. Yeah. 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 I feel like she's probably my choice. Or okay. Kaylee, Kaylee's work on The Flight Attendant is layered and interesting. So Okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Because Flight Attendant is listed as comedy, but I didn't mm-hmm. really think it was. I thought it was more like a thriller. Is it a comedy? It's... It's a thriller comedy drama, is <laughs> okay. how I would call it. And the funny thing is that some of her best work in that show is a little bit more serious. So mm-hmm. that might kind of kick her out. Issa, I have not seen Insecure, but I've heard really, really good things about Issa Rae mm-hmm. in that. And she also, I think, had created that show and stuff. So, okay. you know, I could see that going to her too. But Jean, if Jean Smart wins or even Rachel Brosnahan, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad at any of these. Mm. I haven't seen any of the great. I did see a little bit about Abbott Elementary. The great is the one on this list I have not seen any of. Okay. Yeah. And then for outstanding lead actor in a comedy, Donald Glover for Atlanta, Bill Hader for Barry, Nicholas Holt for The Great, Steve Martin for Only Murders in the Building, and Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building, and Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Again very hard i've only seen half of these people (laughs) Mm -hmm. in these shows (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think my personal choice would be steve martin i think he's he's just been really good and really funny and only murders yeah but what about you i worry that the two of them again canceling (laughs) each other out i don't know i have this like worry that if it's two people from the same show in the same category (laughs) that it's gonna get tough i I again, I haven't seen The Great, um, and I actually haven't seen Atlanta. But again, heard good things. I think Donald Glover could really easily take that. Barry is very weird and interesting, and Bill Hader <laughs> is really compelling in his performance. He writes a lot of the episodes. He directs a lot of the episodes. Oh. It is very much his brainchild and vision. So I could see. I don't know. I think okay. he might have an edge there. But yeah, and there's a lot of great things nominated for Best Supporting and Limited or Anthology Series. 
Um, so we encourage people to look at the the full list. I will say one of the two things kind of annoyed me that, <laughs> okay, so one thing that annoyed me was that um, Sarah Goldberg was not nominated for Barry okay. when her performance as Sally, especially in the most recent season, was bananas. She was so good and so creepy and weird and had a very interesting story arc with extreme moments of, I don't know, like her performance was was outstanding. And so it's very irritating that she was not nominated at all. Mm -hmm. And I'll also say that not to be negative, but the, the White Lotus got a ton of nominations. And I just... I watched the whole thing and I, I don't know. <laughs> I actually hated that. I watched the whole thing thinking that it yeah. would get better. And I was just like, this is terrible. <laughs> yeah. It was nominated for a lot. <laughs> yeah. And so many people like it. And I was just like, why? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand either. It's like rich people being awful to each other. <laughs> Which is also succession, but there's still like moments of clarity among some of the characters in succession. So... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't. We don't like to dunk on stuff on this show. No, but I did. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's okay. I. It's not like I didn't like any of the actors as actors mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. A lot of them are people I really like in other things, and I like the creators doing other things. And I, yeah. So it was just a miss for us, and that's. Fine. It was a miss for us, and that's okay. I do have one one strong opinion. About okay. the Emmys. And okay. it's that I want... What's her name? Oh, my God. I just was looking at her face. Uh, <laughs> it's that I want Amanda Seyfried to win Best Lead Actress in a limited or anthology series or movie for The Dropout. Yes. Because I thought she was incredible. Yes. I just finished that a few days ago. And her performance, especially in the last episode, was, was crazy. I mm-hmm. was very compelled throughout she was very good i think if the real elizabeth holmes had been amanda seyfried i think she could have gotten away with it for even longer (laughs) (laughs) but she she was very very good in that so Mm -hmm. i was very impressed with her so i agree with you cool i don't know that i have strong opinions about much oh i do think it would be really cool if for outstanding supporting actor in a drama if christopher walken or john tutura won Mm -hmm. for severance because they were lovely cool well, I hope one of them does, but Thank you. what if they cancel each other out? They might cancel each other out. I don't know. <laughs> then my my other little thing is Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel would be mm. fantastic. Yeah, there's just, there's a lot of really good, strong nominations this year. Television is just getting so good and mm-hmm. is a delight. So Agreed. Yeah. I do think that I'm not going to probably watch the Emmys, at least not live, if something really compelling happens, I may catch some clips later, but it'll be nice if people we enjoy get some awards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And if they don't, you know, they're still good. They're still good. <laughs> An award is not the end all and be all. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. But also just to kind of wrap up today's shows that we talked about, Ms. Marvel is available on Disney Plus and Emily in Paris is available on Netflix. Next week, we will be taking a short summer vacation, but we'll be back in your feed by the second week of August. Our theme music is by Joseph McDade. You can find me on Twitter at Carrie Gessner. And you can find me on Twitter at KW Taylor Writer. And you can find the show on Twitter at Pause Pop Podcast. 
You can also find our website at PositivelyPopCulture.com, and from there you can find the link to our merch store, as well as our email, which is PositivelyPopCulture at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the show, please consider rating and reviewing us wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Stay healthy and safe, and join us next time for another episode of Pause Pop. Pause Pop.